welcome to Practical Magic Musings, a podcast where you get rituals and wisdom for your most magical life. And we are downloading about a new paradigm for this holiday season. Um, If you haven't checked out part one of this series, it's all about financial stress during the holidays, which I know um, hits home with a lot of you guys. But the other Fs <laughs> that we that we we have to dance with during the holidays are food and family. Isn't it funny? Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm healing a sinus infection right now, so my nose might go in and out of nasalness. Um, and I'm gonna do my best to talk with my diaphragm. <laughs> we are diving into approaching this year's holidays in a new paradigm, in this new mind space, because you're here. If you're listening, you're ready for it. If you follow me, you're ready for it. I know that's why you're magnetized towards me. And that's why you were like, I have to press play on this podcast before I head on the flight home to see my family or on the drive over to Susie's Friendsgiving, (laughs) right? You're here for a reason. And So let's talk about family and food. And in a way, they also kind of connect to a lot of the things we talked about in part one about finances. Um, One of the biggest gifts, tools, rituals, game plans um, I give to my clients around the holidays when things come up is just that, having a sober game plan. I I can't speak high enough about this tool. In fact, if it's the only thing that you get from this podcast, this podcast is well over worth, um, you know, $500, right? Imagine like two coaching sessions with me, which is even more than $500. Um, so thinking what happens during the holidays, first let's talk about that. What happens during the holidays is that it's kind of like we've entered uh, a spiritual battlefield where all of our triggers, like there are landmines everywhere, triggers of like old family triggers, different beliefs that we took from childhood, all of the stuff comes to the top, boils to the top during the holidays. The The good part is just like when you're cooking, when the things boil to the top, we can skim it off because we don't want that in our food. Just like during the holidays, we have this this opportunity to quantum leap because we can quantum leap during the holidays because although, you know, the water is boiling, it's way more intense in our finances, our food, and our family, we also have this opportunity to really flip and shift the paradigm. And if you haven't watched my last month of 2019 into 2020, go listen to that after this um, because it's a similar message that just really keeps on coming through from me to share with you guys um, is that this is an opportunity for us to quantum leap, right? How we act during the holidays is essentially kind of like a final exam of our spiritual growth that year. How much have we really embodied these tools, these concepts? How much are we willing to flex our tools, our muscles, show up for our practices during this more intense pressure cooker of a time when we're seeing maybe we're having to go to office cocktail parties maybe we're having to see um you know old people from our childhood when we go home maybe we're gonna have to deal with aunt hilda commenting on our weight again maybe we're gonna have to deal with um our our mom asking us hey when are we when am i gonna have grandkids right so many things right that we have to navigate during the holidays and so if 
financial stress is something that comes up for you, go listen to part one of this episode. Um, I just did the whole episode on financial stress because I think it's such a big thing and I, I feel like it's really present with you guys in my community too. Um, so I wanted to address that and hopefully give you some comfort and some grounded tools to shift things and change the way you look at things financially during the holidays. But now let's talk about family and food. Similarly, Let's just start off with that game plan. A sober game plan is what I call it because what happens is when we go into these environments, we're not sober. We're triggered. We're emotional. We got a lot of other things going on. We have a lot of past programming coming at us. And it's kind of like if you're going through a crazy obstacle course and everything's kind of like disorienting you and pushing you this way and making you question yourself and all this stuff. Your best shot at making it through that obstacle course is having a map, right? Having a map so you know, okay, I just need to keep on going. And once I get to the the blue flower, I'm going to make a left. And then I'm going to take that left. And I'm going to keep going until to see the sun rising. And then I'll make right, whatever, right? You had a map. Then you can ground yourself in that map and in those directions during the chaos. And so I want you to think about facing your family and food during the holidays in that same way. And right now, before all the chaos comes up, before you're emotionally triggered, let's make a game plan. And so your game plan is aligned with this new paradigm you're stepping into. Your game plan is your highest self, is who you truly want to show up to be, might even be the person that you show up with show up as most of the year, right? So oftentimes our holiday game plan is simply just us showing up as we do on any given Tuesday, right? Because when we're at home, we're in our environment, we're in our, with our people in our world, right? We got our meditation down. We got our exercise routine. We're not eating the sugar. We're not eating the gluten, you know? We're good, right? We've done a lot of work to get here. And what happens is we go home, right before the new year, right before this pivotal pivotal leap, right before this energetic birthday of speaks of sorts, right? And we revert to all these old patterns. And it feels like all this work that we've done all year, just like we threw away. And that's why it feels so crappy for so many of us, right? After the holidays, we feel crappy because we feel like, Oh my God, I've been, I've been doing my push-ups. I've been showing up to my spiritual gym. I've been showing up to my well-being gym. I've been honoring my body. I've been working on loving my body. I've been working on listening to my body. I've been working on putting foods into it that help. And then I just threw it all away. And then the sad part is then we go into the new year with that shame hangover, with that beating ourselves up hangover, with that you know, oh, maybe I'm not making progress, right? And we don't want to do that. F that itch, right? <clears throat> so create a game plan. So what does your game plan look like around food? So and let's, 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 let's say beyond just food. Let's say food body, right? What's your food body game plan going into the holidays? So thinking about, okay, what are the, what are the habits? What are the things that are important to me that I'm going to keep? right? And what are the what are the things that I'm going to make exceptions for? And the difference is that when you plan those exceptions, one, doing this game plan, planning your exceptions, planning the things you're going to keep, planning the rituals you want to keep, right? It allows you to not to be in those moments, to be with your family, to be hosting guests, to be in whatever scenarios the holiday season brings to you and be present, 
Be present to the important stuff. Be present to the people. Be present to the connection because you already have a game plan. So if you know you have like seven holiday parties coming up, come up with your holiday party game plan. So for instance, if you're someone that doesn't drink the rest of the year and you don't want to drink during the holiday season, say, okay, I know at the holiday parties, I'm going to head straight to the bar and get myself a seltzer with a lime so that nobody bothers me or tries to offer me a champagne or tries to get me a glass of wine. I'm just going to have my sparkling water with lime going all the time. That's a trick I use all the time and it's fine. Now, on the other hand, if you're someone that occasionally drinks, then just again, come up with that game plan. Okay, so I'm going to allow myself to have, let's say for you, you think you love like the themed festive holiday drinks at your, at the holiday parties, right? And you just, you get joy out of it. So maybe you decide I'm going to allow myself to have one festive holiday beverage and then I'm going to switch to water for the rest of the night, right? Whatever your thing is, maybe you like to have wine. So you're going to be like, okay, you know, I'm going to allow myself to have one glass of Pinot and then I'm going to switch to water or to whatever you want your thing to be. Or maybe you're going to be like, you know what, for, for this party and this party, I'm going to be totally fine with sparkling water. Um, you know, for maybe you're going to a special like wine old party or like maybe one of your friends just has like, one of your friends is like a mixology hobby and she's always making these fun, cool creations. So you want to treat yourself to one thing and her thing, whatever. Come up with a game plan now. I fully trust that you're going to be reasonable with yourself making this game plan because you're making it outside of the triggered scenario. So if you write out that game plan where you're deciding, am I drinking? Am I not drinking? What am I drinking? And, and how much am I allowing myself at the party? You're creating these rules for yourself from a place of sober self-love, right? So you're creating this right now. Let's say your holiday party's not until Friday or even if it's tomorrow, right? You're creating it right now where you're like at home, chilling, listening to a podcast or whatever, drinking some tea. Um... And you're just going to get clear. Okay, well, what, what do I want to do? Okay, well, you know what? For me, <clears throat> I flippin' love Christmas cookies. But, so I would say most of the year I don't eat sugar. And, but I'm going to allow myself certain allowances if and only if there are some freshly baked, homemade, amazing looking Christmas cookies. In which case, maybe I'll allow myself to have three cookies or whatever it is as my dessert. And that might sound crazy to you. It might sound crazy to you to, to have these like kind of pre-planned rules, but I am telling you if this is something that you struggle with, if you are someone that can go to a party and be like, oh my God, I just add like 30 little grab appetizers and ate like seven different brownies <laughs> and drank five drinks and then I'm, you know, I'm going home and I feel sick and I feel gross and maybe you don't even feel full, then this is going to be your saving grace this holiday season. It's going to change the game for you, you know, because I don't know about you. I, you don't have to have like a, a, you know, disorder with food to go to a Christmas party and eat too many hors d'oeuvres because you're just sitting chatting and like people are bringing around seven different like plates of stuff, right? <clears throat> so for instance, one of my game plans around that is that when, when people are doing that, I like to get a real plate. And you can almost always just ask for a plate, but usually they'll be out somewhere. Get like a real plate. And so as people are coming by with stuff, I put it on my real plate. And when that plate, when I feel like that plate is like full, then I usually find, try to find a place where I can sit, put it on a table, and then eat it. And I'm conscious, okay, like this is my 
plate of food that I've made for my selections that I'm eating. And when you do it like that, what happens is your body actually gets the cue that you're eating a meal, you feel more satiated, and you're more conscious of what you're eating. So, I mean, how many times have you gone to the Christmas party and then you leave and you're starving and you have to go get a full meal? Because even though you had 15 little, you know, hot dogs wrapped in phyllo dough, you're still ravenous for some real food because your body never really picked up that you were eating the meal. Um, so come up with that holiday game plan. So a little preview of the holiday Christmas game plan. If you have, if you're in an office, right, that, you know, my, um, my partner is um, uh, a doctor, and so a lot of patients and a lot of people bring to, like, cup, cupcakes and cookies and all sorts of sweets to his office, and he knows that if he has too much sugar, his, like, skin flares up. And so, you know, during most of the year, it's, it's relatively easy with our lifestyle to not have a lot of sugar. And, you know, during those times, I always just tell him, like, assess the thing. If the cupcakes look really good that day and you want a cupcake, have one cupcake. You know, it doesn't have to be like, oh, you'll never have a cupcake. But, you know, let's be honest. It's very sweet, a sweet, loving gesture if someone's bringing you cupcakes or someone brought the office cupcakes. But if I look at a cupcake and I'm like, oh, I, th those cupcakes were from Whole Foods or their cupcakes were from the grocery store, I don't need that cupcake, right? It's a lot more tempting and perhaps, in my opinion, worth me enjoying something if I'm like oh like she made those cupcakes from home or they come from my favorite bakery or whatever it is right so again a lot of this stuff is common sense but it's when we start thinking about it beforehand that it gives us that grace in the moment to make the decision that we're going to be proud of to make the decision that's going to make us feel good right and be in alignment with with our highest self and who we want to be and none of this is saying like you know again you're making these rules, and you're making these rules from a place of self-love, from what works for your body, from what's going to make you feel good, and also from what's going to help you enjoy the holiday season. So like I said, like for me, like I, one thing I love, like I love, um, I love a hot toddy, right? I'm actually like not really big into alcohol, but that's like one of those things at the right opportune moment, you know, um, with more tea and water than alcohol, I love hot toddy, right? So that's fine. And when that moment comes, I'm going to allow myself to enjoy it, right? And not have to be like, oh, you can't have that, right? Because you don't really, you know, no, I can have that one thing. Of course, the disclaimer, if you are someone that has a problem with alcohol or, you know, a problem with food addiction that you're, um, you know, working through, then you should keep your red light foods. If you know that you can't control yourself once you have one bite of sugar um, or you know, whatnot, then if that's a red light food for you and, and you can't do that and you've been sticking to that on your program right now, then self-love is sticking to that during the holidays. And you know who you are. You know who you are in that case. Um, same, same goes for Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Thanksgiving and, and all these group eating activities. A great thing I like to do, I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year, so I don't have to do it this year. I'll be cooking all the things for everyone this year. But when I go to other people's houses for Thanksgiving, I always bring a dish that I can eat. <clears throat> and I encourage you to do the same. Because this way, you know, me not being able to eat something at someone else's table I never put fault of the host. I know what it's like to be a host. You're trying to think of 7,000 things. And there's nothing that feels worse than when you're like, oh my God, I forgot that like little Jimmy 
can't have almonds and I put almonds on top of the sweet potatoes and now we can't have sweet potatoes, you know, <laughs> right? So we're considerate and especially as women listening, right? We know what it's like to be in that position where you're trying to think of everything, you're trying to cook for everything. And so oftentimes we make concessions because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings or we don't want to, you know, put ourselves, you know, we don't want to, you know, make someone uncomfortable or whatnot. And I think one of the most loving solutions to that can often be bringing a dish that you know is good for you. So I, for years, would always bring like this like kind of quinoa salad medley where I do like quinoa and tofu and um, cranberries and apples and Brussels sprouts. And, and it would just be like this big kind of like quinoa thing. But I knew that there was nothing else I could eat. Once there was usually one or two other things I could eat, like some vegetables that were on the side that weren't with meat or anything. But I knew no matter what, I owe it, like I would be fine if I end up eating like, um, you know, a bowl of that for my dinner, right? So, and if that, you know, I also have this eat with intention. There's this great, great lentil shepherd's pie and eat with intention that I have made many a Thanksgivings, which I highly recommend to anyone who is looking for a hearty dish. Um, to bring that will be innovative and probably nobody else will have there's um, a great lentil shepherd's pie that's completely vegan that you can bring that will literally be like could be a main course for you Um, and if nothing else on the table you can eat you can still eat that and and honor like hey no no worries at all like I literally for years I'd be like no worries at all I got my own weird dietary things I brought this. I hope other people can try it and other people enjoy it. If not, I'm good. Don't even worry about me, right? And when you don't put any, when you don't make it a big deal, you relieve the pressure from the host or any anything like that. It doesn't have to be a big deal. And I will tell you for me, when I healed a lot of my body stuff and I healed a lot of my food stuff, these holidays became less about food. For me, when I think about um, Thanksgiving or Christmas in my case, I don't think about the food. I honestly don't care that much about the food. I'm going to have some fun making some food for the Thanksgiving that I'm hosting this year in our place. But for me, going to someone else's Thanksgiving or going to a Friendsgiving where maybe there's one or two things I can eat or maybe even nothing I can eat except what I brought it's completely fine because I'm not there for the food. I'm there for my family. I'm there for my friends. I'm there for the connection. I'm there for the joy and the gratitude and, and being with people, right? I'm there for, for what the holiday is really meant to be about, right? Which is us just having a great opportunity to connect with each other and go deep and put our cell phones away and have real conversations, right? And sit across the table from people we love and break bread, even if that bread's gluten-free bread or grain-free bread, right? And so I think we take the, we take the, you know, the heat off the food. It's okay, you know, and, and again, coming up with that game plan for the food at your holidays, really asking yourself, you know, okay, listen, if you're going to the same family member that you always go to Thanksgiving for, you probably know what's going to be on the table, you know, what, what are things that you would have eaten the day before and what are things that you wouldn't. And again, just making that, like making that honest choice ahead of time. You know, it doesn't have to be a whole, you know, I watched this thing of Jillian Michaels on her, um, on her channel and it was so good. I was like, high five. 
because she talks about how we don't have to, it doesn't have to be a whole cheat day. Like, what if it's not a cheat day? What if it's a balanced life? What if a balanced life means, you know, you're going to have your grandma's pumpkin pie because she only makes it once a year at Thanksgiving and you know it has all of the stuff that you would normally not eat in it, but it's delicious and you love it and you look forward to it, so you're going to have it. But, you know, you're not going to have uh, the, <laughs> I don't know, you're maybe you're not going to have the dinner rolls, the dinner rolls that are full of gluten because you've really been healing your skin issues this year and you know that having too much gluten is probably going to cause a flare-up with you. Or, you know, you've been vegetarian for six months and, you know, you can pass on the Brussels sprouts if they're wrapped in bacon, right? And honoring the honoring the things once again that you're like okay this I can make a concession on and this is what I'm not going to but making that plan ahead of time right and writing out even if like for instance like I said I know a lot of you guys are probably gluten-free or dairy-free and you've noticed that these things cause health problems with you right you know what the the consequences are when you eat that stuff and so you know thinking about that and thinking about okay Am I going to honor being completely, you know, am I going to honor these things throughout the holidays? And if not, if there are going to be certain things I make concessions for, let me pick them out now. Let me not wait until, you know, I'm dealing with the stress of my mom asking me about grandkids and dealing with Aunt Hilda asking me about, you know, my financial game plan and like all the, let me not make those choices in the pressure cooker. Because if I leave those choices to me being in that triggered pressure cooker, I will undoubtedly make a choice that is not aligned with my higher self. I will undoubtedly do the thing to soothe me, do the thing to numb me, do the thing to try to get me some, that's why it's so hard to control our eating during the holidays, because we're emotionally triggered up the wazoo. So of course, you just want to drown your sorrows in some eggnog and some sugar cookies. Of course, you want to have seven helpings of your turkey and mashed potatoes just because you can't handle your uncle questioning your 401k or lack thereof or this new quote-unquote business you're starting, <laughs> right? And that's how we cope. Um, similarly with that, I think it's really important to have your self-care rituals, your spiritual rituals come with you <laughs> into the holidays. And it's oftentimes, you know, I, I hear this all the time from my clients, what happens, and I understand it because I've totally done it before as well. So no shame in anybody's game. But we go into these more energetically packed moments of our lives, right? And instead of doubling down on our spiritual tools because we know we're going to have to show up even more, we know we could be even more triggered if something goes awry, we forget them because we're too busy. And so during the holidays, it's going to be real easy to be too busy. It's going to be real easy to focus on, oh, well, I have to get this stuff done for work. Oh, I have to do all this food shopping. I have to go like shop for gifts or whatever you have to do and throw your wellness routine out the window. And when you're going into this, dealing with family, dealing with, you know, dealing with financial stress, dealing with food stuff, whatever is coming up for you right now, you need all your support that you can get. You need to be talking to your spiritual guides every day. You need to be putting it on the altar for your higher power to alter it. You need to be meditating. You need to be scheduling those times for self-care for you, whether that is having tea and blankly staring out the window for five minutes while no one talks to you, whether that's journaling, whether that's taking a nice shower with some yummy body wash that smells good where you just get to be with yourself. 
it doesn't have to be like a half day spa day. You don't even have to soak in a tub for an hour like I do, right? It could be five minutes. It could be 10 minutes. But be relentless about claiming those little recharging portals for yourself because they're going to help you show up as you want to this holiday season. I feel like so many times in my early 20s, mid 20s, I my heart broke around the holidays because I always had this vision of how the holidays should be, right? And we all know like we shouldn't should on ourselves, right? So there's no should, it just is what it is. And when we have that vision, oftentimes it hurts us. But what I realized was that I was the biggest barrier between the holidays showing up as I wanted them to because I wasn't showing up as I wanted to be for the holidays. And when I show up as I want to be for the holidays, then there's a lot more chance of things going in the way that I want them to go. So for instance, another tool, knowledge bomb I'm going to drop on you this holiday season is having an intention. Having a primary intention that you go into your holidays with. So if your if your intention is connection, so for me right now, my, my intention is actually fun. I want, I'm going to go even, I think, I think connection comes with fun and I feel like fun's even like a more ambitious goal. <laughs> so I'm going into the holidays with fun, right? As my intention and whatever your intention is, maybe it's connection. Maybe, maybe it's just to feel good. Maybe it's, you know, whatever your intention is for the holidays is fine, but Pick an intention that's really aligned with your vision for the holidays, how you want to navigate it. Um, maybe you just want to feel more like yourself. Maybe you want to connect. I remember a couple years ago, my my intention was connection, and I found myself really trying to have deeper conversations with family members than ever before because of it. Um, and, you know, and so our intention will help guide us, right? It also takes our energy away from a lot of our triggers and and helps us navigate our triggers, right? If our intention is connection and, you know, let's say Aunt Hilda's harassing you about your 401k, what a great opportunity to learn more about Aunt Hilda. Tell me about your relationship with money, Aunt Hilda. Tell me about your career. Tell me about how you started savings, right? And then all of a sudden you realize that Aunt Hilda just became so much more interesting because she realized, you realize that, well, <clears throat> when your uncle passed away 20 years ago, it was the fact that she had had a 401k from her job that allowed her to keep paying her rent or something like that, right? And then all of a sudden, this thing that was so triggering and so annoying to you is now you're, you're so, not only have you connected more with Aunt Hilda, but now you're, you're learning so much more about her and where that comes from and how actually she keeps asking you about it because she wants you to have that same safety that she didn't have or she did have, right? And she wants to make sure that you're taking care of that just in case something ever happened with your partner or you don't marry or whatever, right? And then we can really get to the love and we can get to the love. And so oftentimes when we have that intention, connection is a great intention. Um, fun is also a great intention, right? Joy is a great intention. Gratitude is a great intention, whatever you want, right? But you kind of, then again, you, you, when you set an intention like that, what I feel like you do is you put a blanket over your brain and you help your brain make a choice in any given moment, right? I had, because my intention of fun, I had a moment where I was thinking about making these place settings, these kind of like fun, like, like, arts and crafts like turkey play state settings with 
feathers and stuff. And I thought to myself, well, if my prime, I was like, you know what, it might be a hassle, it might be too much, I don't know, you know. But then I was like, well, if my primary intention is fun, that feels really fun. Wouldn't it be fun to be, you know, drinking some tea, making some turkey place settings on Thanksgiving morning? You know, and, and again, thinking, just thinking from that place. Well, if I'm having fun, then, you know, I'm also letting that come into my menu. How can I, like, plan things that, one, will either be fun, two, will be easy, three, I can prep ahead of time so I'm not stressed because stress is the opposite of fun, you know? And so when we set that intention for the day, for those moments, for the season, right, it actually shapes our action. It shapes how we react to things. So I want to encourage you to do that. Um, the other thing going into family this holiday season is allowing yourself to, to see yourself as the light. We talk about this so much. We talk about this so much. I talk about this with, I think, almost every single client I have at some point where so many of us are ready to be light workers. We are light workers. We are miracle workers. We want to do good work in the world. We want to raise the vibration of wherever we're at and our relationships and everything. And then we go into the holidays and we like take off our light worker coat and we hang it in the closet and we forget it for a week. And it's when you need it more than ever. How can you be the light? And here's the thing. So many of us struggle because we feel like our family or or people don't accept who we are or what we're doing or maybe some of our spiritual stuff, you know, and instead of just being the light, we're trying to tell them about the light. Here's the thing. No one's going to listen to you unless you're embodying it. So if you embody that energy of love, if you embody that energy of higher thinking, of joy, you embody that example of what it's like to listen to your body, you embody that power of of having strong, healthy boundaries around what, you know, what is good for your well-being. You embody being that person that's going to, you know, have 10 minutes in the morning for her meditation before she comes out to the kitchen and talks to everyone. That's how you get through to your family. That's how they see the difference, right? That's how you make the impact. And when you think about your reactions to things or things that come up, if you can stand in your worthiness and your truth and your light and think to yourself, how can I be the light in the situation? How can I be the love in the situation? Because the truth is a lot of the people that we're dealing with during the holidays are not at a consciousness level where they can show up that way. But you can. If you're listening to this, I know you can. You have that capacity. And especially if you've meditated that morning, especially if you've come up with your game plan, so you're like... You're supported by yourself, and you've also called in your guides, and you've laid things on the altar for your higher power. You're showing up for all of the tools that you show up for most of the time during this chaotic time, and it's going to shift the way you operate. So I hope you take that. I hope this is helpful as you move into this holiday season. Listen to it as many times as you want. Come up with those game plans. Um, feel free to get at me on Instagram at Cassandra Bodzak. Let me know how it's going for you. Let me know if you have more questions around this as it comes up. Let me know what your game plan is if you want someone to uh, to be a witness for you. I'm happy to do that. Um, and for those of you who are looking especially to give yourself a gift this holiday season that's going to help you heal your relationship with money 
and increase your finances or help you build that business, I hope you check out my Gold Friday sales page. <laughs> I'm very ecstatic to use this holiday. That has become, you know, sometimes over-commercialized and, you know, uh, leads us to emotional shopping and, and buying things we don't really need. To be able to offer these two products that I know can change um, change lives, that I know that can help shift um, your finances and shift how you feel about money and shift a lot of the anxiety about money, earn with intention at a crazy discount. The course is normally $297 and it's only $97. So you get $200 off when you use code Gold Friday for just this week until December 3rd. And um, similarly, Spread Your Light, which is my spiritual business 101 must-have course if you're starting a spiritual, spiritual business or you've just started a spiritual business and you need um, more refining about your audience, about your offerings, about um, growing your social media, about consistent content, um, all of the things, about launching, you name it. I talk about it in the Spread Your Light business program. And this digital course normally is almost $2,000, giving you guys $1,500 off. Um, so it's only $497. And um, it was really important for me to offer these because I just see, you know, I don't know when I'm going to launch either of them again or open them up again to do anything live with them. Um, but I wanted to offer them during this time of this year, this time of this year when so much of us are are people pleasing and overspending on other people and dealing with a lot of financial stress um, as an opportunity for you to invest in yourself as an opportunity for you to get in on something at a really affordable price that maybe you normally wouldn't have been able to take advantage of and as an opportunity to take a stand for your growth this holiday season and for your dreams and what's important to you because you know, like I said, we're stepping into 2020. We're stepping into a new paradigm of doing doing this. And the way you handle this holiday season, the way you show up to all the, you know, the obstacle course of family and food and finances and all the things that shows up for you, um, it really is going to impact the way you step into 2020. And, and I'm here for you um, with all these free content on the podcast, of course, and always trying to give you um, as much um, help and guidance as I can. Um, but these courses are really sacred containers for up-leveling um, your finances and your business. So I hope that if you feel guided towards either of them, you click the link below and take advantage of this and give yourself a little gift um, <laughs> during the holidays. Have a good one, and I will see you soon on Practical Magic Musings.